Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> FBI Radio. That's right. It is that time of a Monday morning where we get into all things film, cinema, <laughs> movies. Is there any difference? I don't know. Let's ask film lords Jack and Andre. Yay! <laughs> I'm just doing my favourite thing, which is texting and texting during movies. Yeah, phones away, please. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Now, we've had a lot of uh, demand for people to get to know you a little bit better. So we're introducing Dear Film Lords, where people are able to ask you questions about film, ask you questions about yourself. And, uh, and hopefully- important medical questions. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's right. Which uh, get, takes us to our first question here. What do I do about my foot? Um, no, just, joking, <laughs> just, just being silly. Bratty, the um, comedian over here. She's the comedian over here. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a funny girl. Um, question number one for Dear Film Lords. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, that's question... I am too. 0.5. Yeah. Question number one is, Dear Film Lords, who would you cast to play you in a biopic? Now, first of all, I need you to explain what a biopic is to me. Uh, oh, my We've gosh. I've already done this. I'm Juliette Binoche and Andre Steve Carell. Okay, Jack, that is actually in a remake of Dan in Real Life uh, that is going to be called Jack and Andre in Real Life. Uh, but if I were to answer it with myself, uh, I don't know. Oh. I have a soft spot for Rachel McAdams, and I feel like we both have a similar feistiness. Jack? Um, obviously, Nigella Lawson. Oh, good choice. Totally. Question number two. Dear Film Lord's favourite Jamie Lee Curtis movie. I'm going to quickly Google Ooh, who that is. Excellent. Jamie Lee you Curtis. Have to, no, um, you don't Freaky have to, Brides. Okay. The mum from Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to and my... Halloween. Which yeah. brings me to my answer. I think Freaky Friday, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, is a classic. It's a classic. Especially with that kind of like fake oriental swapsies at the mm, start. The little fortune cookie swapsies. What a dated movie. Mm, so I dated. like as well how um, Lindsay Lohan skates up to her graduation. It's like, yeah, who is totally, that? Totally, truly, truly. Very cool. I also love Jamie Lee Curtis as the really, really evil principal in Scream Queens. There, I said it. And Brian Murphy, what Jamie up? Lee Curtis whenever she's Sigourney Weaver. Oh, best part of her. Um, the text line's blowing up on 0409-945-945. Hey, film, film lords, why is the public so harsh on Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Oh, my God. Is she still acting? Okay, this is going to go to Jack because he is the Renee Zellweger academic of this family. Well, I actually think you have a bit of a Renee Renee Zellweger vibe. And I was talking about this the other night, how I think Renee Zellweger could play you because Renee Zellweger can get away with doing some pretty evil things and still remain likeable, I think. I have, you know, I feel really sorry for her about how she was treated after she got plastic surgery. I haven't seen Bridget Jones's baby, but that's not because of her. It's because I have a particular hate for Patrick Dempsey. Let me give you a real answer. I think Renee Zellweger is one of those female actresses who's tread the line between succumbing to the expectations of Hollywood, beauty yeah. standards, and also being a famous actress who's Oscar-winning Oscar and Oscar-nominated, and also trying to maintain some integrity and doing her own, you know, personal artwork. And I think she's struggled with that so much. And Especially it's- when you reach a certain age. And it's really hard because you, when you hear about actors Actresses talk about when you reach a certain age in Hollywood, you don't get roles. It's always coming from women who have roles, like Meryl Streep or Julianne Moore, and it's hard to sort of identify and sympathise with them. But then there's these actresses that drop off the map, and they're the people without voices and who aren't getting roles. Also, how do you how do you typecast Renee Zellweger? She's played a lead actress in Chicago. She's she played got nominated for an Oscar for Bridget Jones. She played Bridget Jones, and then she also was in Peter not Peter Rabbit. She was in Mrs. 
playing Mrs. Potter, the Peter Rabbit writer. It's like, I feel like she's just uh, extinguished all these iconic We're going to do a whole podcast on Renee Zellweger. Are there any other dear film yeah, awards? I'm yeah, so there excited. are. Um, I, we can't get to them all. We've got to get into movie news. Okay, but okay. one last one from Sienna. Most disturbing movie you've ever seen. Disturbing. Hands down, The Strangers. Tied with The Descent. Tied with the original Nun that I saw, 2009. Probably tied with Paranormal Activity 1, 2, 2. Because those first two are terrifying. You've done so well. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, some freaky comedy that I didn't like. Traumatizing, though. Yeah, traumatizing. Probably traumatizing is when I first saw Sideways. I truly, truly was disturbed by Paul Giamatti's on-screen charisma in that film. Let's not talk about Sideways. We'll get really angry. Let's go straight into film news, I think. That's a good idea. Movie news. So, first up, we've got the reveal of who's playing the next Joker. Can I just say... Um, anyone who texted in Joaquin Phoenix and got it right, can you just come up with a more interesting answer? Yeah, have some fun, please, honestly. <laughs> yes, and bonus points to whoever texted in. Is it Lee Lin Chin? Um, bonus points to anyone who texted in Rebel Wilson because she would make a hectic Joker, just saying. Yeah, I know. We've just been going through who would play our favourite Jokers. What was your favourite one that you came up with? My favourite one was uh, Madonna's son <laughs> and uh, also Gal Gadot's publicist. And John McCain. John McCain. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is the next Joker. It's going to be a standalone film where He'll be the main character, and it's directed by Todd Phillips, who is famous for directing The Hangover, parts one, two, and three. Joaquin Phoenix is scary after seeing him in You Were Never Really Here. Which I- comes out this week. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's like you're OMG. a film award. Uh, let's take it overseas to the Venice Film Festival, where so much is happening, including the Lady Gaga starring film A Star Is Born being... Str- okay, Jack is not getting mad at me because I'm jumping through the news. Before you're we, taking my news. Before we get to Gaga, let's talk about Guillermo del Toro, winner of the Best Director Oscar this year for his film... I've already forgotten the name of it. <laughs> okay. The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water, <laughs> claiming that gender disparity is a real problem. Thank you, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Thank you so much we for that s- input. We absolutely need your contribution to the conversation. Especially that, after that, that amazing the film movie, you made. Um, no, the Shape of Water? No, it was just, it was just, he just made this announcement at the Venice Film Festival that it was a pressing issue that we should address. Um, but pressing issues that we should address is. Uh, a Star is Born, which is an Oscar vehicle for Lady Gaga. She looks fabulous. Andre is already coming down on this mm, film. It's I getting have. five star reviews, which means that Andre will not like it. And I it's a musical. It. Andre really hates musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. And The Guardian. But uh, the screening got smote down. It got struck by lightning and paused for 20 minutes at Venice. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Gaga just sat in the crowd laughing. Which is amazing because it meant that all the film critics in the crowd headed to Twitter and just uh, rained down, no puns intended, on what was happening. And it felt very exciting to get that shot of electricity through the air. Speaking of pauses. Pauses? Oh, yeah. Speaking of pauses, I'm looking down at my film news and the crusty old 82-year-old Woody Allen is pausing his film career because one of his films got shelved by Amazon despite having made more than 40 films in his entire career. He is finally coming to a halt. No, he's made like... He's made like... 60 films no, but it's he's made 40, 47 films but it's 44 years of making a film every single year mm, he's well, that he's, streak is going to end this year he's most known for having made a, uh, having made a film every single year since 19 since, since the 70s yeah and despite having five productions in a production deal up coming up with Amazon his recent film Rainy Day in New York is being shelved and who knows what's going to happen to the other four which is even longer than Louis C.K.'s nine month hiatus mm, indeed 
We're going to come back with two reviews. What will we be hearing reviews of today, Film Lords? So Jack's going to be reviewing the first episode of a Michelle Gondry TV show, director of Eternal Sunshine of Spot's Mind, called Kidding. And Andre's going to direct Three Identical Strangers, a documentary about Ide- three identical twins triplets. I'm going to direct. I'm going to review. Are you yes, going to yeah. direct it? I'm going to direct it. The sequel. No, I'm going to direct a review of three himself. Ad- That's right. Two reviews coming up after this. It's The Boys with Arm Wrestle. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. Here on FBI Radio, uh, of a Monday, we do a little thing called Movies, 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 and you're in the part now where Film Lords Jack and Andre are going to do two reviews, which is one review and then another review. Which Film Lord is going first? I'll be going first today. I'm going to be reviewing the film Three Identical Strangers. So let's get straight to it. The unthinkable happens in a draw-dropping 2018 documentary called Three Identical Strangers. Three boys discover they are identical triplets separated at birth and adopted by different parents in 1970s America. Over the course of a few days, an obsessive media sphere catapults the boys to fame. We watch their glorious meet cute on air. But what gives but what gives Eddie, David and Bobby this weird kind of tinge? This documentary by Tim Waddle uncovers the sinister machinations behind their separation because something's not right with the fact that they were all separated at birth and sent off to very different families. And things go from parent trap cuteness to very, very dark maniacal scheming quite quickly. This famous story turns very, very sinister. Three Identical Strangers feels a little bit unsure of its depiction of subject versus filmmaker. No button goes unpressed, and the film feels like a calculated drama bent on trading vulnerability for tears. You can't ignore that sticking your nose in this family nightmare may be making things worse for them. So all I have to say is save it for the podcast, please, or find a more evolved way of delivering these wild stories. JB... You know me in documentaries, we don't get along. I traditionally hate documentaries. And this is a fairly traditional documentary. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, you, can, you can see the film just working in this uh, sinister and menacing way, I thought. Am mm. I just being unfair? Am I just reading into it in too much of an evil way? I just think you're working against the tide. Like, this film felt very on point to me. It definitely was a film inspired by podcasts. Mm. Like, it, it unraveled itself in kind of a similar way to, like, Serial. And it was just shocking, like, what happened to these identical twins. Mm. I don't want to go too far into it, but it... Uh, twins or triplets? Triplets. I keep saying twins. Three identical twins. Three identical triplets who were separated at mm. birth by this scheming, scary uh, orphanage yeah. in New York. I, I just think that whenever I watch these documentaries about people who are in the public light and their downfall, whether it's about Whitney Houston or Amy Winehouse, yeah. I keep thinking maybe having a documentary about this person is also playing into the fact that they, you know, had this horrible life because of the public image that was created of them. It's really interesting, though. This year we've seen a lot of documentaries about famous people, mm. probably more than I've ever watched in my life. We've had Grace Jones, Gurumore, we've had this. MIA. MIA, um, The Black Divas. Jimmy Barnes' documentary, which is we essential. We did not watch Midnight that. Oil. And I think the ones that really, really work are the ones that are told from a perspective of celebrating their artistry, not their downfall. Three identical strangers. Jack, Andre, what do you give it in a word? In a word, I say sinister. Yeah, um, maniacal. I'm going to say intrigued. Mm, Excellent. Go see it. Jack? Um, I'm going to be reviewing Kidding, uh, where Jim Carrey is unravelling its 
this new collaboration with Michelle Gondry. They worked together before on Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, which is playing at Golden Age Cinema this Wednesday night, Tuesday night. Uh, he's Jeff Pickles, the televised voice of generations of America's childhood, which is kind of like the Peter Coombe or that guy from Blue's Clues that disappeared. And so I looked into him this morning and there's all these myths. That, like, I read these really horrible su- like suicide stories about the guy from Blue's Clues or that he died of like a drug overdose. But apparently he just quit the show to join the Flaming Lips because he was balding and he didn't want to bald on air. Um, so anyway, that was crushed for me this morning. We enter the show with Jim Carrey sort of one year after his son has died in a horrible car crash. His other son, who's the identical twin of that dead son, has psychopathic tendencies and his wife, played by Judy Greer, has left him. He lives in a university dorm room and Kerry plays a man painfully programmed by a children's TV to be a nice guy, but he's starting to crack. His sister, played by Catherine Keener, struggles to get her daughter to eat her vegetables. And his dad is played by Frank Langella, who's the showrunner of the show that he must go in and do every day, who warns him against his pressing need to address his son's death on the air. The kids of America won't be able to cope. The show is simple and effective. It feels like it could have been made in any era of TV, full of truth and ennui and suburban existentialism. Gondry's kind of stripped back his handmade cinematic without changing his music video style. It feels confident and uncomfortable, real and boring. And in the words of Lily, who is one of our cinema girls on our podcast, who watched it with last night, I'll probably watch it all. Let me stop it right there, Jack. Firstly, ennui, not ennui. Ennui, sorry. I knew that. I was like, <laughs> I like got up to it and then... I, I I had the same reaction as you to this uh, to this pilot episode of a TV series, but I was kind of waiting for the Michelle Gondry animation and craftsmanship mm. to kick in because he's so well known for these goofy video clips for like Bjork and you know all these nineties uh, rock bands rock bands. I feel like he's doing that because it's in a children's TV setting, so he doesn't need to Maybe. add it on top. Anyway, regardless of that, though, I just think that this is a really interesting TV show because it's really gathering together all these uh, cinema faces and cinema maestros all together in this one place just to continue to crack away at this existential, you know, identity. Late 90s Late 90s aesthetic that was so hot and potent. Uh, that was hot between, like, 1999 and 2005, basically. And now they're making to a TV show and trying to, you know, create this whole new language in a TV show. What would you give it in a word? Uh, I would give it Kidding, starring Jim Carrey by Michelle Gondry, uh, Bleak. Mm, captivating, though, I think. Mm. We're going to get into sp- uh, Sydney Spotlight now um, with our official sting, but I just wanted to say that we were going to have an interview with uh, Damien Callanan from merger uh who's uh, unfortunately very ill today but we uh we do thank him for his contribution mm-hmm. to australian cinema mm-hmm. and um for everyone who's texting questions for dear film awards we're going to try and get to them at the very end of the segment thank but- you so much for texting in by the way we love the courier and we love any communication from the audience Sydney Spotlight. And I just want to say real quickly, thank you to the person who texts in, uh, Jim Carrey should do The Joker. <gasps> Classic. He already has in everything. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into nitty gritty Sydney Spotlight, for those of you who are interested in seeing The Merger starring Damien Callanan, it's a film that follows a, fo- a former star footballer who returns to his hometown and finds that his political views aren't welcome. And he's persuaded to take over coaching the struggling local footy team and recruits refugees to make up the numbers which takes the community on a journey of change and it's getting a limited release 
all throughout Australia. But hopefully, if it's in a cinema near you, go check it out. Local talent, local cinema happening right here. Also coming out this week, Thursday night, uh, is You Were Never Really Here, which we cannot hype enough. You oh my God, those words just give me shivers of excitement. I'm probably going to go yeah. another three times. Mm. Uh, it's playing at Golden Age on Thursday night. They're doing a one-off special screening for Isn't it. Isn't she it's good, that Kate Jinx? That curator, oh, Kate Jinx is Kate Jinx, such shout a genius. Out to Kate Jinx. Thank you for living the life everyone dreams of living and running a cinema. Mm. You Were Never Really Here is from the director, Lynn Ramsey. That's oh. right. We need to talk about Kevin. Mm. If that irked you and you liked it, go see this film. Indeed, Indeed, indeed. Uh, Low Golden key, Age Golden Age. Oh, oh, we're about oh, to. Oh, Golden, 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 well, they're also showing Age. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. If you yeah. want to start watching Kidding, go see Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. I know you struggle with this film, Andre. I do, I do. And I don't know that I want to go see it in a cinema, but maybe Golden Age will be a whole different setting for me. It's a totally. hard film. Um, there are also shout out to Randwick Ritz, which has just been sort of going from strength to strength with their 70 mil and 35 millimeter screenings. Mm. Uh, they've been showing a lot of great sort of uh, remastered, reworked 70 millimeter screenings of like Aliens recently, but this mm. week's a bit more music themed. Mm-hmm. They're showing Sound of Music, The School of Rock. They're doing Almost Famous as well, and they're showing a whole season of Nicolas Cage movies in the preparation, I guess, for Mandy, which is playing at the Sydney Underground Film Festival next weekend. So head to the Rambic Wits web- website to see when you can catch those. Hey, can I admit something to you? Yeah. If I had to go see a single movie at the Golden Age Cinema, and you're going to hate me for this uh, because I know you hate this film, but uh, I have a guilty crush on Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe. Almost Famous. Why do you think I hate that? You always project know. that I hate things. I just hate Sideways. It's just because I feel like it's a very, you know, boyish, a boy, you know, climbing the ranks Honey, of like a boy club. Everyone uh, loves that scene where the plane is going to crash and they all come out to each other. Excuse me. Everyone loves that scene when they're seeing Elton John on the bus uh, and okay, he's like, I need to go home. Of course. Oh, that tiny go dance home scene. and watch the new music video for Tiny Dancer that came out last year. Don't do that. Go home and type in Almost Famous Tiny Dancer scene and and shed a tear, which is what I would probably do after this. Film Lords Jack and Andre, we have chewed through all of our time today here (laughs) on Movies, 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 which means that all the questions we didn't get to today, we'll try and get to next week. We can't even do one more? Just just one more little sneaky one? Andre is so cheeky. I'm so cheeky. Okay, maybe we'll be for next week then. We'll save that. Uh, (laughs) We we do this every Monday from uh, 10.10, right here on FBI Radio. And if you've got questions text them in or you can email producer Jody. that's jodie.f at fbiradio.com and she'll save them up for next week's Excellent. show. Thank you so much Jack and Andre for coming in today and telling us all about cinema. Getting Thank us excited. You. Thanks for having us. No worries. This is Angie McManon with Keeping Time. You're on Mornings. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.